0: Hello, this is Amanda Henderson, former character host at the Disneyland Resort, and you're listening to Stories of the Magic.
1: Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast, with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. now, here's your host, Randy
2: Crane. Welcome to episode 119 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I'm glad you're here. Today we have a very special episode. If you've been listening for the last few months, you've heard me talk a bit about the Stories of the Magic Skywalking Through Neverland cruise that's now less than a year away. 359 days from today, September 23rd if I've counted right. Well, on episode 134 of Skywalking Through Neverland, I sat down with Richard and Sarah Woloski, and we talked all about the cruise, and I'm going to play that portion of their show for you here. We have a lot of great details, fun ideas, and answered questions, so if you're curious at all about joining us for this cruise, or if you're curious about Disney cruises in general, you're going to want to hear this. Now, this chat is part of a much longer, great episode of Skywalking Through Neverland, so I encourage you, after you've listened to this and contacted me for more details about the podcast cruise, head over there and listen to the rest of their show. I'll include a link in the show notes here, of course. Now... Let's turn the page and begin this special story.
3: September 17th through 22nd, 2017, a five-night Disney cruise to Baja, Mexico on the Disney Wonder will be transformed into a floating podcast stage as Stories of the Magic teams up with Skywalking Through Neverland.
4: Randy Crane is here with us now to update us with some important information.
3: Hey, hey, hey Randy. Randy.
4: Hey, hey, Richard and Sarah. Hey, thanks for coming on and, and organizing this big cruise, and we can't wait to go. Let's go over <laughs> the particulars for anyone coming into this late, into the, into the cruise opportunity. So give us the dates, the what the cruise is, and where it's leaving from and going to.
2: Okay, so it is, as you said in the intro here, September 17th to the 22nd, 2017, and it sails from San Diego, California, and has a port at Ensenada, a port at Cabo San Lucas, and a day at sea.
3: Right, right, so it's like a five-night cruise, correct? Correct, five nights. nights. Is that four days or six days? I guess six Uh, days, technically. Yeah.
4: All right, now give us some of the updates for the cruise
2: it just so happens that a month or so after that we decided to do this disney announced that the uh, wonder was going to be going into dry dock here in a, oh, a month and a half or so from now and getting all kinds of updates to it so you know, yeah i i am so excited about some of these the expansion of the uh, kids water play area to the aqua lab uh retheming well, I'm I'm sort of excited about the retheming of the adults entertainment district. Uh, I really like the the Route 66 theme, but okay. they've got some cool new uh new areas and venues coming, and probably my favorite thing that's coming is Tiana's Place restaurant replacing Parrot Key. Uh mm-hmm. Parrot Key is actually the first Disney cruise line restaurant that I ate at, and I thought, "Eh, <laughs> if this is where we're going, well, okay."
3: Huh. The well, others were great. Why would you why would you think like that? Like was it just not exciting enough?
2: Yeah, I mean it was pretty generic. It wasn't ah. themed to anything other than just kind of a typical s- a stereotypical yeah, and and not even that interesting hmm. or detailed. It was just wow. kind of semi Caribbean themed and that was it. Oh wow. And the others were so much nicer. And so now with this becoming Tiana's place, I'm so excited to eat there.
4: Wow. Awesome. How many cruises have you been on, the Disney cruises?
2: Uh, let's see. Trying to think. I've been on, I think, two or three Disney cruises, and I've been on three other cruises. So I'm a total of about six, and two or three of those were Disney.
3: Okay, and you've been on the Disney Wonder before, correct?
2: Yes, that was my first cruise was on the Disney Wonder.
4: Yeah, okay. Just to let you know, the whole cruise, I'm going to be calling this the Disney Oneeder. The Oneida's.
2: That's the wonders.
4: <laughs> just so you know that up front, okay?
3: And if you know where that's from. So I won't from, correct Skywalkers. you. I'll just
4: go with that, okay?
3: <laughs> and if you know where that's from, if you know where that's, that's that from, thing you do. Oh, yes, yes. I was going to say, tweet at us. Yay.
4: For the Tiana's restaurant, this is going to all be themed around Tiana, of course.
2: Yeah, and as I understand it, uh, and it's been a little while since I looked at it, but if I remember correctly, it's also going to include uh, at least Tiana there. I don't know if it's necessarily a character meal, but she's going to be there. And best of all, I know this, they're going to have live jazz music there. It's the oh. only restaurant I know of on the Disney Cruise Line that has, especially of the, the main dining locations, that has live music in it for the the meal time.
3: Oh, nice. So you think maybe like a jazz trio or something like that?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe something kind of like the Jambalaya Jazz Band right. at Disneyland, something like that. Now, okay. Is there a, an overall theme to this whole cruise? Uh, a theme specific to the week? As far as I know, there's not, well, other than Skywalking Through Neverland and Stories <laughs> of the Magic Takeover <laughs> from that. Uh, I don't think so. But, you know, what they keep doing is pushing their halloween on the high seas <gasps> earlier and earlier oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. I make right. no
2: promises right. but there's the possibility that it may be halloween on the high seas
3: what is the earliest that it's been
2: right now i think the first ones are like the end of september or mm. right around there it's, you know what i'll just I will look as we talk, and I okay. will we'll circle back to that question, and I will tell you. Because I remember when I saw the dates, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, do you know how wow. excited I'm going to be if this is a Halloween that cruise as well?
3: <sighs> well, what I'm thinking of is it will be perhaps themed, or something is going to be announced closer to the cruise date, because that's what all the other cruises has happened. Like the Like, you could book a cruise that became the Star Wars Day at Sea cruise you know, halfway through after you booked it. Kind right. Kind of a thing. Right. So, they're
2: always updating and updating. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, like I know this cruise will have now the new frozen show.
2: Right. right? Yeah. Okay. They just recently announced that. And I'm because they haven't gone into dry dock yet. I'm sure they're going to be making other announcements during that time. And right when mm-hmm. it comes out of it and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, Cause I'm actually a little surprised, you know, the, the, uh, fantasy and the dream have the aqueduct. Mm-hmm. And then when they did this uh, dry dock for the magic a couple of years ago, they added the Aqua Dunk. <laughs> right. And they haven't announced anything like that for the wonder.
3: Okay. And that, what that is is basically like you're in a tube it's like a water slide that goes like out over the edge of the boat.
2: Oh, right. Is
3: that? <laughs> yeah. And, and the be difference between
2: the, uh, that's more or less the aqua duck. The aqua okay. dunk is like that, but it's smaller because the magic is a smaller ship. Okay. But it also is more of a, I don't know what the technical term is, but I'm going to call it a drop slide oh. so that, you know, you're in it and they, they drop the floor out for Whoa. you to start, as opposed to sitting in a raft and they just push you. It's got that little <laughs> extra thrill to make up for it being shorter. Uh-huh. And I have the Halloween on the High Seas dates for you Ooh. for 2016, and you are not going to believe it. <gasps> it is not going to be on the Wonder because of the dry dock, mm-hmm. but it's going to be on the Magic starting October 2nd. Oh. It's going to be on the Fantasy starting September 3rd. Whoa! And on the Dream September 2nd.
3: Wow, so... We're right in that window if they decide to have Halloween on the Wonder. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, my goodness. This is getting better and better. This just
3: became, like, awesome. Yeah. You, like, Halloween is our favorite holiday. Oh, my goodness. This wow. will be
4: just tremendous. Now, you keep saying that it's going to be in dry dock. For uh,
2: Sarah doesn't know what that means. Can you explain um, it to her? I
3: think you don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, what, what does that mean again for Sarah's sake?
2: <laughs> what that means is they're going to, instead of just a typical rehab that you might do while the ship is just in a port, kind of the basic cleanup, they actually... Take it out of the water. They kind of they float it out and dock it in in a dry dock, so they can get down. Think of at Disneyland at the Rivers of America, like when you have the Columbia off Mm -hmm. there by Fowler's Harbor, right? And it's up a bit out of the water. Mm -hmm. That's a dry dock. Okay, so it's exactly what it sounds like. They do that because every now and then you want to get in there and like inspect the seams Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the welds and the you know, the various fasteners and everything, they're actually going to be adding, I think, some stabilizers uh, to the back of it. And you can't really do that very well in the water. Right. So they're going to dry dock it to do all of this work and then float it back out.
3: Wow. So it'll be kind of like a brand sparkling new ship next year.
2: Pretty much. Yeah.
4: All right. Good. Good for them. All right. So what are the other new updates we have the frozen show that sarah you just mentioned
3: right i know there's some kind of isn't there like a london pub
2: yes yeah, yeah. that is one of the new areas that i was mentioning in the adults only district awesome. uh and i don't there's just there's so much that they're doing to it i honestly almost couldn't even tell you where to start uh but I can send you a link that we can put in the show notes for this episode for the Disney Parks blog post where they announced this because there's just so much cool stuff coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah we could spend the entire time just talking about the new cool exciting stuff that they're <laughs> at Chef.
3: Awesome. And I know we did talk about some of this new stuff on a previous Skywalking Through Neverland as yeah. well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what is that website? Uh it's it's going to be on the Disney Parks blog. I actually – I'll need to look up the link and send it to you. OK. Okay. But so I can do that right now while we're talking.
3: I'm sure if you go to Disney Parks blog and search Disney Wonder, you actually might find something. Right. Might OK. Find something. Might
2: yeah. I was actually just on it today oh. getting a little a bit of the details to answer a couple of the questions that were asked. So I can get to the direct link in my browsing history pretty quick here.
4: Now we just put up a post on our skywalking through Neverland Facebook group and some Skywalkers had some questions about this cruise. so let's go through a few of these absolutely
3: wow. all right so Kai Charles she writes I'm curious if passports are needed and the deadlines for booking this was a great question because yeah I'm curious too
2: yeah yeah it's an excellent question and uh, the answer is as far as passports go it's not a super direct answer but I'll give you the official answer and then I'll give you my answer. The official answer is are they required? No. The reason they're not required is this is what's called a closed loop cruise from a US port. In other words, it's in other words, it starts and ends in the same port. So mm. we're gonna start in San Diego, we're gonna leave in San Diego. Because of that, it's not required. Okay. You do have to have some form of ID. Proof of citizenship. So ID, birth certificate, that kind of thing.
4: So we, sh- we should look into this just because right. I went on a cruise a couple of – about 10 years ago to Mexico, and they did say we didn't need passports. But once we got there to the the dock, all of a sudden we needed our, our passports. Oh. And luckily I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bring mine just in case.
2: Yikes. yeah, Yeah, and let me tell you the reason that I always recommend passports, even on cruises that don't require it let's say heaven forbid that something happens you know you get sick and have to be taken to the hospital there's some kind of family emergency at home for some reason you miss the ship coming back uh, from a shore excursion because they will leave without you unless <laughs> you know things have been properly arranged they will leave without you wow. if you have to get back into the United States in some way other than on that ship and you don't have a passport they're just not going to let you do it Wow. Yikes. Then Uh, you get to go to the U.S. consulate and deal with all of that. If you have a passport, something happens. You need to get back some way other than on the ship. No problem.
3: Okay. So it's always recommended.
2: Absolutely. Always recommended to get to the ship like a half an hour before it leaves. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, To answer the other question as far as the deadline for booking, uh, for the sake of organizing the group activities and stuff, I would say no later than 90 days before we sail. And the earlier, the better, because it gives me more to work with. Okay. I mean, realistically, the deadline for booking is when the ship fills up.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, okay. if
2: it right. fills up in January, there's not really much I can do.
3: Right. So the sooner so,
2: you book, the sooner you know that you're going to have a place on this
4: awesome podcast and cruise. That might exactly. be
3: Halloween themed. Yeah.
4: And right. Will they be upset if we take a can of spray paint and paint skywalking through Neverland and Stories of the Magic on the side of the ship?
2: I think they might frown on that. <laughs> But I'm not sure. I don't know who would know. Although that reminds me, as I was getting quote requests, I got one from somebody who just identified himself as Uh S-Squirrel and said something about, put me near Richard and Sarah. I need to keep an eye on those people. What? I don't know.
4: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He follows me everywhere. (laughs) You know what? do what, do what you can to put him on the uh
2: B
3: list
4: on the Universal cruise. Get him on that on that Minions cruise. Go go
2: into Van Nuys. Oh. Yeah, I'll I'll work on that. You yeah. know, honest mistake. Wow. Things happen sometimes, you know.
4: Yeah, it does. Your yeah, luggage got lost too. There's secret squirrel all. You need is a is a hat and a raincoat.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. All, all right. right. So, let's move
4: on to Chris Shepherd who asks, I've cruised before, but not Disney. How are Disney cruises different than your standard cruise?
2: I love this question, and I had to limit myself as I was kind of brainstorming what I was going to say for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the first one that comes to mind actually kind of goes back to something we talked about early on when I was mentioning the themed restaurants. And I see, you know, Parrot Keys being replaced by Tiana's Place. Disney actually has three main dining rooms. Most ships have one. They might have two. And that's your dining room for duration of the sailing disney has three so they've got uh tiana's place animator's palette and i believe on the wonder is enchanted garden wow yeah and you rotate through those restaurants oh so one night you might be in tiana's place the next night you're in uh animator's palette the next night you're in enchanted garden and then you go back to tiana's place depending on how long your cruise is so in this case We would be in all three of them once and then two of them a second time. And everybody moves together. So everybody that's in, you know, Tiana's place the first night that's on our particular rotation will all go to Animator's Palette the second night. So our group would stay together and our wait staff goes with us. Oh,
3: nice. So they (laughs) get to know you kind of?
2: Exactly.
4: Oh, Ah. that's nice. Now, this is all inclusive, correct? So it doesn't cost a thing except for the gift shops.
2: Correct. The gift shops. And there is and there's also the spa, which does cost extra. Okay. You know, if you want a, a massage or something like that. And they do have a premium dining location that's called Paolo. Mm-hmm. And that one has a brunch and a dinner and that does cost extra. But it's also optional. You okay. don't have to eat at Paolo if you don't want to. And so in that case, then, you know, that's that's not an extra cost for you. Uh, Shore excursions cost extra if you want to do them. And then um, gratuities cost extra. The tips cost extra.
4: Now, speaking of costs, what was the initial cost and what is the cost now? I know it goes up
2: every, what, couple of months? It goes up. It really varies as the ship fills. Uh, And the price ranges are pretty broad, honestly. If it's a couple people in an inside stateroom, it's – Right, it started at right around nineteen hundred for the two, including taxes and fees. Okay, you could go up to a deluxe family ocean view stateroom with veranda, which is their word for balcony, and okay. that started at I think it was about forty five hundred. Wow. You could go up to a you know, one or two bedroom concierge suite <sighs> that runs at the time you have seven or eight thousand. Wow. So it's a pretty broad range there. Uh, it has gone up, I want to say when I last looked it had gone up a couple of percent, so maybe it went from nineteen hundred to two thousand, but that tells us that the ship is filling they're having enough demand that the ship is filling, and prices are going to keep going up i can 't tell you how fast and uh, back when we were talking about the deadline for booking, and I was saying you know when the ship fills that 's it. If people are interested in this, you know if any of these listen- the listeners want to go on this cruise with us, but they're not 100% sure they can do it. Mm -hmm. If you can do the deposit, book a room now. Okay. We can get the room. We can, you know, so I can get you close to each other. I, you know, we can get the rotational dining tied in. We can do all of that stuff. Final payments not due until about the end of June of 2017. If you get that far and it's like, you know, I just can't do this. You can cancel. No penalty. You get your deposit back. No harm, no foul. Oh, wow. If you get to the end of June and say, hey, I want to do this and now I figured out that I can, there may not be room on the ship.
4: Right. Yikes.
2: So you're better off to book now and cancel if you have to than wait and possibly not be able to book.
4: How much right. do you have to put down to hold your spot?
2: It's about 18 percent of the total cruise fare. It depends depending on uh, you know what stateroom category you have, how many people you have, that sort of thing. Right. But it's about 18 percent.
3: So if you can afford to do that and hold a spot even if you're not 100%, I definitely would because this this sounds like so much fun and the whole Halloween possibility, perfect.
4: Okay. Now, I know the, the price tag might be making some people a little bit shaky, but what Sarah and I have been doing is doing payments.
3: Yes, each which, month.
4: Which really helps out because when it reaches September of next year, it's like oh, well, we're, we're good to go. Let's go.
3: Yeah, we're all yeah. paid up. So. Yeah, it
4: makes it much, much easier and more manageable.
2: Yeah, and here's a suggestion for people, too. Between now and then is Christmas, and several people probably have birthdays and things like that. <laughs> Ask for Disney gift cards. Oh. You can use Disney gift cards to pay for the cruise fare. Oh, oh, wow. And if you want to buy them for yourself, maybe go to Target if you've got a red card, and you can save the 5% when you buy the gift card, and then use that.
3: That's awesome. See? All That's right. a good hint.
2: Mm-hmm. And chances are there's going to be a Star Wars tie-in.
3: Hopefully. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It'll be three more months until episode eight. Uh. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Let's take a break from our discussion with Randy Crane from Stories of the Magic about our upcoming Disney podcasting cruise to hear a timely short film called Goofy Presents Checking In with Goofy.
0: Meet Goofy. He's excited for the cruise he's about to take. He's worked hard and deserves a wonderful vacation. There's just a little bit of paperwork to fill out before he can set sail. Sure, take that spot there between those other excited guests. All done. Don't forget your completed paperwork. Thank goodness. It was all just a bad dream. When you book a Disney cruise, you can make boarding the ship a breeze by using Disney Cruise Line's My Online Check-In to complete your paperwork from the comfort and convenience of home. You can even select your own arrival time. Don't forget to print your required documents, sign them, and, of course, bring them with you. Thanks! Now, how's that for smooth sailing? With Disney Cruise Line's My Online Check-In, it couldn't be easier. <laughs> Golly, that sure was fun.
4: And now back to Randy Crane and the updates about the 2017
2: Disney Podcasting Cruise. So back to Chris's question. Oh. Uh, we talked about the rotational dining. Uh, the kids' spaces and the activities, of course, are extraordinary. Uh, You actually see fewer kids on a Disney cruise than you do on a lot of other cruise lines. Not because there's fewer kids, but because they're all in the kids' spaces. You know, (laughs) they're in the Oceaneers Club, Oceaneers Lab, Vibe, Edge, all that kind of thing. And they're having so much fun, they don't want to come out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And aren't adults not allowed in?
2: You're right. There's, like, an hour a day that's an open house thing where parents can come in with their kids. And other than that, parents aren't allowed in there.
4: <laughs> Every parent's going, oh, darn. Right. All right. Well, I'll,
2: I'll the, see you at 7 p.m.
3: Is this <laughs> is the Disney Wonder the one that has, like, a Millennium Falcon, though?
4: What? W- what?
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the enhancements that's coming.
3: There's, like, Wait you, a minute, get back to, up here. you get to go to the – in the kids' space only, You there's, like, the bridge of the Millennium Falcon – or the cockpit, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's the cockpit.
3: Yeah. And you get to, like, pretend to fly.
4: Oh, we're getting in there. I know. We're getting in there. <laughs> I know. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> you, you call Secret Squirrel and have him usher us out, but we're getting in there.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm pulling it up now, and I want to say that it's actually – no. It is um, – I think it's the fantasy that has that. So oh, okay. You can However, what the wonder is going to have is the Marvel Superhero Academy.
1: Oh.
4: Right. Oh, Wow.
2: Spider Man's going to be there in person. Other superheroes are going to be interacting with the kids uh, from a, a, a large digital display. And so, you know, kids can practice their superhero skills. And it's going to be all kinds of cool stuff. I want to
4: be in the kids' area.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of kids, Megan Shepard had a question. She asked, What do they have along the lines of family activities that include young children? And do they have pool areas for young children?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, those kids areas that we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. another thing that makes the Disney Cruise Line different is there's no casinos on the ships and the kids spaces take the place of where the casinos usually are on other ships. Okay. So it's a much bigger kids area. It's a great place for the kids to do things themselves. But when it comes to family activities, oh my gosh, there's shows in the main theater, Uh, You know, Broadway quality, like you think of the kind of stuff that's at the Hyperion Theater, that caliber of show. Uh, Character greetings where you don't have to wait an hour. Uh. May wait 15 minutes and sometimes you'll just see them wandering the ship. Nice. (laughs) To interact with them. Movies in the Buena Vista Theater and on the Funnel Vision. So you can hang out in a deck chair or in the pool and watch a movie on the Funnel Vision. Uh, Dance parties like the Disney Junior dance party, live music in a bunch of places on the ship, karaoke, uh, games like So You Think You Know Your Family. That's a fun one. (laughs) Trivia games, other kinds of weird, fun, unusual games, crafts, character drawing lessons, and the Pirates in the Caribbean deck party.
4: Oh, what's that?
2: Yeah, even though we're not in the Caribbean, they still (laughs) call it that. And that is pirate night on the ship. So whatever dining room you're in, it's a pirate-themed menu. You can dress up in your pirate garb. And then there's a party on deck after the second seating for dinner. And, weather permitting, fireworks at sea.
3: Aww, how fun. It's like going on the the boat with with, uh, Ariel and Prince Eric when they have the fireworks going on.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. Aww.
3: Hey, I'm so excited.
4: Oh, can you, can you cosplay? Yeah. Okay. I won first place at a pirate contest when I was in Jamaica. Oh, really? Yes. Maybe I'll bring that costume.
2: Hey, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They encourage dressing up for that. It's really, really fun. Oh, cool. You know, Uh, we were talking earlier about the pool area and so that's going to be the Aqualab. And I actually have how Disney describes it. If you would like me to share what Disney says about what this Aqualab is going to be. Aqualab so, sure. you know, you
4: know, sounds like a place where up. Aquaman works.
2: It does, doesn't it? Uh, unfortunately, Aquaman's DC, but whatever. <laughs> Submariner. There you go. Oh,
4: you, uh-huh. <laughs> you know you marvel.
2: That's right. So this is what Disney says about it. Huey, Dewey, and Louie have really pulled out all the stops this time, creating a madcap multi-level experience. Donald Duck's nephews have been hard at work, coming up with inventive new ways for the whole family to play together. But once again, they seem to have waddled off, leaving you in charge of the lab's smooth operation. At this 1,800-square-foot recreation space located at Deck 9 aft, you'll find a pool with the boys emblazoned on its bottom, a beach area with geysers, spraying pop jets that offer bursts of cooling refreshment, and plenty of shaded areas for lounging or looking in on little ones. Interactive elements designed by the three crafty ducklings include pouring paint cans, raining shower heads, pop jets, and geysers spray little ones as they play, Leaky pipes invite young cruisers to plug them, causing an even greater spray load. <laughs> Rotating wheels and levers. And Donald's boiler, where pushing buttons may cause Donald to blow his top, drenching everyone in his path.
3: Oh. <laughs> Fun.
2: Pool area is an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it really is.
3: Wow. I hope, Megan Shepard, that answered your question. <laughs> wow.
4: Even Aquaman or Submariner would be overwhelmed by that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, too much water, make it stop.
4: (laughs) All right, let's move on to Joey Pittman, who's got a a question. He says, I'm really hoping I can go on this one. My question is, even though there will be many group events and get-togethers, I will be traveling by myself. Is it cheaper or more expensive alone, or are there arrangements to double up?
2: Okay. Okay. So this is a little complicated to explain, but I'll give it my best shot, and then you can ask follow-up questions if you've got them. Okay. Okay. Disney's official policy is if you are traveling traveling alone and you'd like your own stateroom, you will be charged the same total package price as two guests staying in the same stateroom. Yikes. So in other words, one pays the same as two. Right. That's not completely accurate, but it's close. Uh, Rather than one guest paying exactly the same as two for a room, it's actually a little less, but not very much. Um, The solo guest pays about 90% of the second fare and only has to pay the taxes, fees, and port charges for themselves. So, for example, if a room costs $2,000 for two people, it would cost about $1,750 for one person.
3: Oh, wow. So
2: it's still pretty expensive. Now, with that said, if we have more than one solo traveler, we can make roommate arrangements, and I'm more than happy to work with people on that. Uh, I have some recommendations on how to best do that. We, we can go into that one-on-one with anybody who needs it. We don't need to, to do that right here. But we okay. certainly can do that so that it's not nearly that kind of burden for you to come by yourself.
3: Okay. All right. That's
2: nice because Joey's a, he's one of our original Skywalkers, so it'll be
4: fun if he, if he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay.
3: All right. Well, let's move on to Mark Newbold's question. Now, he says he's thinking of cruising on the Magic out of Barcelona in a couple years, but his wife has limited mobility and is usually in a wheelchair. So how suitable is the cruise for someone like this? And on a broader note, do the cruises carry exclusive merchandise?
2: (laughs) He he, he would (laughs) ask that question. (laughs) Okay. So he's asking specifically about the Magic. So that's... That's what I'm going to answer. This is okay. largely true of the others, but I'm answering specifically for the magic. And that ship itself is very accessible. But because it is an older built vessel, there are a couple of challenging places to navigate on your own in a wheelchair. It can be done. It's just a little challenging in a couple places. Uh, the ports are where you're going to find the most issues mm-hmm. because, you know, European countries just don't have the same accessibility laws that the U.S. does. You know, buildings are sometimes centuries old. Streets and sidewalks are narrower, that kind of thing. However, because Barcelona hosted the Paralympics in 92, it's ahead of a lot of other European cities oh. in terms of accessibility. They even have handicapped ramps on their beaches. Wow. Uh, so for this particular sailing, that is a big plus being the port of embarkation. And depending on its itinerary, it may even be the port of debarkation. So that's going to be a really good place to start from.
3: Oh, that's uh, awesome.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great opportunity. You know, if you're going to be doing a European or Mediterranean cruise, uh, that's the way to do it. And starting out of Barcelona.
4: Now, what if anyone on the Wonder has those same uh, issues about mobility and being in a in a wheelchair? Is it handicap accessible?
2: It is. Yeah, the the Wonder is as well. I'm sure when it's in dry dock, they're going to be going back and making sure that they have all of those addressed as much as the ship space will allow also. Uh, So like the magic, there might be some uh, limited issues in a couple places, but for the most part, it won't be a problem. And I've been to Cabo San Lucas and to Ensenada uh, on a cruise ship. And really the only issue that I can potentially think of, particularly if doing some kind of group event, because uh, when you have a group event, you've got something like buses or or something, uh, and you know I'll be able to look at accessibility issues for whatever somebody wants if that's a concern. Uh, the only issue I can really think of is that Cabo San Lucas is what they call a tender port, right. which means the ship doesn't dock; uh, it actually anchors out at sea a little ways, and then you have to get on a tender boat to go in uh, to the the dock itself, but they do, as long as the seas aren't real rough, they do have that tethered to the ship and they will help people get on and off the boat and that sort of thing. So you're not trapped on the boat or on the ship, you know, in Cabo San Lucas because it is a tender port.
3: Okay.
4: Okay, good to know. Hmm. And now I'm sure Disney being Disney, they're (laughs) going to have exclusive merchandise and plenty of it.
2: Of course they do. Uh, There is Disney Cruise Line specific merchandise. Now, I haven't seen much that's ship specific, uh, but definitely for the cruise line as a whole and sometimes for the itinerary, especially if it's a new or a unique one, uh, then they'll sometimes have itinerary specific merchandise. And you know what,
3: Richard? I know that there is specific exclusive Dooney and Bork bags.
2: Thanks, Mark Newbold. Thanks very
3: much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
2: So, and some of this can, of course, be uh, purchased on disneystore.com because even mm-hmm. if they're going to make it exclusive, they're going to find ways to separate you from your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, that's not the Disney I
4: know.
3: And probably on your <laughs> Disney app, right? There's like an app now that yeah, you can buy like a shop whole Disney, whole Disney app Parks or something app like that. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I forget what – I, I, like, don't have it because we are here near Disneyland, so we don't need it. But uh. I know many people in the middle of the country <laughs> I can do that.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our, our cruise buddies, the Chickafints. Yes. They're always cruising. And Chickafint writes – I know it's still early to be planning things, or can it ever be too early to start planning? (laughs) It can never be too early to start planning. Yes. Oh, no. But what kind of group events are you thinking about doing, and what kind of excursions at the different ports of call would be
2: fun and appropriate for groups? Okay. So when it comes to group events on the ship, uh, obviously there's going to be at least one for each podcast live recording. Yes. Uh, I'm looking into the possibility. In fact, I I know I can do it. I'm looking into whether we maybe want to do a scavenger hunt <gasps> on board Whoa. the ship. I think that would be super fun. I've done that. It's really cool. Yeah. That would be so, awesome. And it's, you know, I'll put it together. It's not going to be one that we just download off the internet. I'll put it together. <laughs> so it'll be something for us that nobody else has. Cool. Uh, we can also do uh, what they call a uh, fish extender exchange. Which sounds really bizarre. I understand that, <laughs> um, but if you picture the door of uh, of your stateroom, in fact, incidentally, I didn't have this jotted down, but we could also do a door decorating contest if you want to. Oh,
4: that'll be oh. fun. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. So, but just to the usually to the right of the door is like a fish or some kind of sea animal that is like a brass. Uh, sculpture kind of thing that's mounted to the wall and that's where they'll put the daily navigator which is the list of activities and everything and information about the next day they'll put that there if you have uh, your you want to do paulo brunch they'll put the envelope with your tickets there that sort of thing well you can do kind of hang like a hanging thing from it uh, think sort of like a shoe rack but way smaller just little pockets okay and so people can put those On their door, you know, in our group, and we'll know, okay, here's the list of people who were participating in it. Here's the room. And then everybody, like each family, each party brings something that they want to put in everybody else's fish extender. That hanging thing is called a fish extender because it extends the fish that's on the wall.
3: Okay, so you know what? It's kind of like valentines in your yeah. third grade class.
1: <laughs> right. You know? exactly. Everyone
3: has their little box that they made, and you bring valentines for everyone in your class because if you don't bring one for everyone, then people feel left out. And
1: there's
2: lawsuits.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's cute. Oh,
2: Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. And a lot of times people will bring something that's you know meaningful for their family oh or something that is representative of the part of the country or the part of the world that they come from. And so it's a great way to get to know other people in the group. It's a great way to share part of what's important to you with other people. And then, you know, it's just a fun set of keepsakes that you have to take home then. Wow. That's really fun. We can do that. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about possibly a group shore excursion that I had mentioned before. Uh, I always suggest people arrive at the port day or at least the night before a cruise and so we could maybe do a pre-cruise dinner together
4: yeah that'll, that'll yeah. be fun yeah.
2: yeah and i'll tell you especially if, like coming into san diego flying is always a potential issue because if you have a flight the day of the cruise and it gets canceled
3: oh, uh-oh. that's not, good. Like, not the ship right
2: you know some of us like you guys and like me Are going to probably drive down. It wouldn't make sense to fly from John Wayne to (laughs) could do it, but it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But there's pretty much one or two major thoroughfares. You can take the five down. You can take the fifteen down to the eight. That's pretty much your options. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you take the five, and there's a traffic jam with some kind of major accident in Del Mar.
3: Right. Guess
2: who's not getting to the ship in time? Okay. So if you come in the day before, you're there. You're you know, depending on where you stay, a couple blocks to maybe a mile from the cruise terminal, you don't even have to worry about it. Okay. So if we do that, we can do a pre-cruise dinner. And then I've got some other ideas, too, but it's kind of too early to mention those.
3: Ooh. Okay.
4: I'm sure we'll come back and do more updates as uh, the month's go on.
3: Yeah, and as they oh. announce a Halloween cruise, what? Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, now for the shore excursions that would be fun and appropriate for groups, there's a whole bunch of possibilities. And what we can do and what would be fun really depends on the group size, the makeup of the group, and what we want to do. Okay. And you know, we can do more than one if, you know, for example, maybe one part of the group wants to do something active and another wants to do something a little bit more serene, uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Uh, but just a few possibilities that were just kind of off the top of my head. We could do a harbor cruise, sightseeing tour, zip line tour,
1: mm.
3: uh,
2: horseback riding, uh, wine and cheese tastings <gasps> tour. Okay. There's actually one of the ports has a couple of vineyards that are like an hour away from the port. Oh, wow. Uh, glass-bottom boat ride and tour. Those are just things that came to mind off the top of my head that we could maybe do.
3: Wow. I'm up for the wine and cheese, but that's a me thing.
1: Well, you put a lot of thought into this, right? Richard,
3: you do the zip line. I'll do the wine and cheese.
1: (laughs) Done and done.
3: (laughs) Nice. All right, let's do
4: one more question here, and this is from Sarah's mom.
3: That's right, Norma Heitman. She asks, will we all be able to dine together for at least a few of the evening meals?
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be tying the reservations together. In fact, I already am tying the reservations together as they're made and I'm managing them so that we can all be together for dinners. Nice. Uh, we'll be on the same dining rotation. I'm going to make sure that. And if the group at each dining time is large enough, we may be at more than one table, but those tables are going to be as close together as we can get them.
3: Okay. Uh, and the
2: sooner people book, like I said earlier, the better chance I have of getting them close together. You know, if somebody books six or seven months from now, there just may not be availability to put them with the rest of us. I'm going to do my best before we board. And then if we're not together, like let's say somebody books later and they're on a different dining time or their table's far away or something, then I'm going to go talk to the head waiter once we're on board and see what we can do about rearranging that. But it's harder and it's less likely the later people book. Okay. All right. And can we put Secret Squirrel in the kids' area? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's I, a little table and people are going to love the little squirrel. Like little yeah. kids will just think he's great.
4: <laughs> Throw him some nuts and have him be, let him be happy. And I just don't need
2: him looking over my shoulder throughout dinner. Oh. That's right. <laughs> and I actually got one other question that someone asked me
3: okay. uh,
2: on a separate post that I had put in. That uh, James Floyd wanted to know, do passengers still try to sing I'm on a boat aboard cruise ships?
3: Oh, <laughs> what song is this?
2: The waves go up and down and they push me all around. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. I
3: will. <laughs> I'm
2: going to be sending you to YouTube in a minute anyway. Okay. Because uh, my answer to that is not that I've heard. And, you know, sadly, the cr- the Disney Cruise Line crew staff also used to do a song themselves that they don't <gasps> do anymore.
3: Aww. And that
2: song is My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> 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 that would be funny, but no. Uh, <laughs> It was part of what they call the pub skit on the last night of the cruise. It's a little bit more adult than people might expect from Disney. So that might be one of the reasons that they don't do it anymore. Mm. But it was really fun. And it was at like 11 o'clock on the last night. So seriously, it's adults in there. (laughs) So if you want to know what this is, search YouTube for Disney Cruise If I Were Not Upon the Sea. And you'll see what I mean.
3: Okay, and James Floyd, of course, if you join us on the cruise, well, you can start the song and we'll all join in. How
4: about we'll that? We'll harmonize. Yes. That's right.
3: <laughs> Alright, well, Skywalkers, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited.
4: I, I, I'm i so glad we did this because knowing that there's going to be a Halloween tie-in, possibly. Possibly,
3: yeah. And all these uh, new
4: restaurants and shows, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited now. I'm just disappointed it's not September of this year.
3: I know, right? Well, where yeah. where Where do Skywalkers go to sign up then, Randy?
2: Okay, so they can go to storiesofthemagic.com slash cruise quote, and that'll take you to the page where you can get a quote. You click the orange book now button, and you can do that. Or if you don't want to go through all of that, or you think, I really just have a couple questions or something like that, I've set up a new email address. You can email me at cruise at storiesofthemagic.com. Let me know you're interested. Ask whatever questions you want we can do it straight from there. If you don't want to go through the whole book now button and everything like that, just email me at cruise at stories of the and we'll take it from there.
3: Okay.
4: All
2: right. Good deal.
3: All right, Randy. Well, uh, for those of us who like to tweet, what is your Twitter handle? So people can reach you
2: the best way to do it. I actually have two, but the best one, because it's the easiest for you to be able to follow is stories of magic. Okay. It's a podcast name, but without the the, because there's the character limit. So it's right. stories of magic.
3: All right. And once again, Skywalkers, go to our email, cruise at storiesofthemagic.com for you, more info. Yeah. If you
4: want to ask Randy any questions that we didn't go over on this segment.
2: Yeah. I'm happy to hear from anybody who wants to get in touch with me.
4: Yay. All right, Randy. Well, until next time, bon voyage. <laughs> happy sailing.
2: <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's show a very special thank you to richard and sarah Walosky for our chat and for partnering with me for this cruise and to you for listening you've got all the information right there in that conversation to know what to do next if you're interested in joining us or even if you just have questions i'll put links in the show notes here though for your convenience. Since this is a unique episode, we'll dispense with the rest of the usual stuff at the end. I'll just remind you to go to skywalkingthroughneverland.com to hear the rest of the episode that had this chat, number 134, and their other fantastic episodes. You know, I could have chosen a lot of different people and podcasts to join with for this cruise, and I picked Richard and Sarah because they're such amazing people and have such a wonderful show and amazing listeners, just like you are here on Stories of the Magic. I hope you listen and subscribe to their podcast. It's absolutely worth it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, and this particular tale continues on the high seas.
1: You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.